of their back. Oh, welcome back. Welcome, folks. Do you know who it is? Do you know what time it is? Do you know what day it is? I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. All the shows out there are like grains of sand in the desert. And the dumb dudes are the entire desert. We're the desert. <laughs> hey, Nick, you know what's not a desert is the show that we've got for you today. Oh, yeah. We, we're we not in the dregs lands this week. We did we didn't have enough to even record uh, on last week, and I was so spent. You know, we record on Friday nights, and I was like, Nick, I just I don't have it. I don't have it within me. Yeah, which was fine by me because there was only six things on the outline, and I didn't want to have to vamp for forty minutes. No, but we got a good show for you for the for you this week, and I'm, I've got an exciting weekend ahead. I we, we don't normally talk about what we're gonna do. Over the weekend, but so when you're listening to this, I will have already been to a car show. Uh, this is my first car show that I got the Starion approved to be in. Ooh, so what do you do? Stand around there and wait for older tire guys to come by and go, what is that, a Starion? And you're like, yeah, sure is. Where'd you get that? Well, I got it from so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so, I know him. Kind of, yeah. I mean, a lot of the older guys, anybody that's like 50 years old, old and over be like when i was in college this was the cool car and you know they always say that kind yep. of stuff that sounds fun to me yeah it'll be it'll be a good time i think it's supposed to rain on sunday though so i'm not really excited about that but it's in this parking garage so it'll be covered so it'll be all right i suppose sounds pretty good yeah do you have do you have any plans this weekend um gonna go to a dog park tomorrow we found a new one that is less dramatic than the other one and that's uh, good because there's fewer people and it's also like it has a bigger open field that's less muddy and i can't throw a ball like i i really can't throw at all it goes like 20 feet if i throw a ball but i can throw a frisbee across the entire park so watching the dog chase the frisbee across the entire park is very fun you know you could get one of those slingshots that shoots the tennis balls i need to get one of those i because i really i can't throw like it's embarrassing how bad yeah. I can throw. But Oh, y'all, I sent Nick this video on Instagram or something of a, some people that made a trebuchet. Dude, how cool was that thing? That was awesome. Yeah, I, I very much wanted to to be part of those proceedings. <laughs> yeah, because they were launching fireballs. Yeah, it was really great. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. Uh, all right, well, folks, uh, we got a good episode. Well, first of all, my name's Ben. Ben Moon, one of your hosts here, and I'm joined by the illustrious, you know him as the illustrious, the other one, Mr. Nick Kelly. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, konnichiwa. So, uh, let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. I, I watched a few things, a lot more than last, though. I mostly have still been just sitting in the couch reading comics at night instead of watching stuff. I watched the Banshees of Anishirin on uh, HBO, HBR, HBR, with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailers for this, and you said you wanted to see it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's not as good as In Bruges, uh, which is oh. uh, same director. Um, hmm. It's not as good as In Bruges, but it was good. Okay. Uh, I watched, th- and then Jess and I were on a, a Stephen King movie kick. And so we watched The Dead Zone with Christopher Walken, which has one of the greatest Christopher Walken lines of all time, which is, The ice 
is gonna break. The ice is gonna break. Uh, which is great. <laughs> so then we we discovered that not only did they make a movie of Cell, which is a Stephen King book from the early 2000s, but Saban made the movie. And it stars John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. And so we watched Cell. It was god-awful, Ben. (laughs) God-awful. I've never seen a Saban movie before. I know we we have a recurring joke about Saban here. Now I have seen one. Oh, boy. It is terrible. It was so bad. And there was a plane that exploded outside of the airport. It looked like a gif from Angel Fire. (laughs) Like, you know, like it, would, it was pixely and, oh, man, was that bad. And oh, then man. And then we were like, so John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson are in this Stephen King movie. And in 2007, they were also in a, in a Stephen King movie. This movie, Cell was from 2016, by the way. And so in, in 2007, they were in 1408, which is also a Stephen King movie with both of those guys in it. And we watched that, also terrible but in a different way. Uh, 1408 was bad in that the unique badness of the early 2000s, uh, the sort of <laughs> banal blandness that that sort of painted that early part of that decade. Uh, so that was, it was oh the 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 early days of digital film and it's just not ah. not good looking. Uh, John Cusack. Uh, I learned one watching that he talks just like Bill Murray talks and it was bothering me. And then Jess looked it up and they're like from the same town in Illinois, almost like John Cusack's from Evanston. I think Bill Murray's from that area. Oh, wow. But I was like, he's talking like Bill Murray. And then he kind of starting to look like a Belushi. So, you know, <laughs> it's all mm. coming together. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's all I watched. What did you watch? So Cell is not the same as The Cell with J-Lo? No, it's a zombie movie about cell phones. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I watched the first episode of Last of Us, um, and I'm probably going to watch episode two of of it tonight. It came out last weekend. I, I, I missed it. So I know you don't want to talk about this, uh, so I'm not going to belabor it. See the early episodes of the podcast for my opinions on The Last of Us. Yes, uh, it has been ruined for old Nick. Um, I will say I love it, and it stays very close to the game, and I recommend it. That's all I'll say, just because I, I love my buddy Nick. I want to know, I, I do want to know one thing, though, is that, I because I, I believe that this is a good show. I, I think it's probably great. Uh, that first game, I think, is perfect. But I know where it goes, and where it goes is no good. So why should the time be invested is what I want to know. Uh, be, I will say this. Um, let's just say, let's just say, and I don't think it's going to happen like this, but let's just say that the first season encompasses the whole first game. You could you could watch the first season and then leave. But I know what they intend. And what they intend and the thesis of The Last of Us 2, I philosophically find unacceptable. Let me just say right now, I have enormous respect for that, that you have a philosophical problem with it, and you, and, and therefore you you push it away, you push it aside, because I do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely respect that. 
Uh, and and I'm not going to sit here and pressure you or whatever. Uh, uh, it's a free country. You got liberty. You free country. You do as you want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I wish. I just wish it didn't have a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Can you imagine? A lot, people, a lot of people wish that about a lot of things, Nick. You I, w- know? I would be so deep into this HBO series of The Last of Us if there was no Last of Us two, and and I, I do have to say that. Because, like, when I was playing Last of Us 2, I didn't like it. And then the the people who do like it can't talk about it like they just like it. It has to be the greatest thing of all time, and it's a masterpiece. Oh, it's like Bioshock. And, Remember, people and, were like that about Bioshock. Yeah, and everyone who doesn't like it is, like, stupid and bad. And that yeah. makes me hate it a billion times more than normal. <laughs> like, a billion the, the, times uh, more. The pretentiousness. Yeah, it's just like, I don't yeah. like it. I think I think it's the philosophy. The, philosophical take of neil Druckmann is is stupid like i think he's not a smart person and i think it's it's like i feel like it's like ninth grade emo philosophy 101 and it's just dumb i think to quote Listen. to quote benoit blanc and maybe the greatest <laughs> line from a movie of the past 10 years <laughs> it's just so dumb <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I get you know I feel like passionate about that too because of uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and spoil the end of Mass Effect three for you mm-hmm. when the when the Star Kid is like to preserve life in Reaper form. I was like that is philosophically ridiculous. It is the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest idea. The only choice is red. There there is no preserving life in Reaper form. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean anything. You've made something up and it is the dumbest. That is just so dumb. That is just dumb. <laughs> that is just so dumb. It's not so dumb that it's that it's brilliant. It's just so dumb. Agreed. Uh so anyway, we're not we well, we got on the soapboxes early today, buddy. Yeah, I mean uh, uh the last of us. I'm sure the show is good. <laughs> they know how to write a story. I'll tell you that. Yeah. They know how to write and tell a story. Whoever's making it. Um, just like the flow and everything. Okay. Speaking of Benoit Blanc, I watched Glass Onion. I may like it better than the first one. I, I'm kind of on on that point, too. Like, that's... It's just so good. I don't know. I love it. It's so good. It. It's real tight. It's real tight. Also, uh, I just... Janelle Monet is so great. Like she's so good. I love her. And Dave Bautista was in it, and it's just so good. I love it. Pretty, pretty great. Also, it was making fun of Elon Musk secretly. Oh yeah, yeah. And Jeff Bezos too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, both of them. And it was there's an article I think in Wired that's like um, the the new villain is the the hoodie wearing tech bro. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I started watching Willow, and I've literally only watched like the first twenty minutes. Okay. So I have nothing to say about it yet. Um, and I and and, and uh, sports car racing is here, baby. I'm watching some of that because I, I have uh, I have Peacock, so I can watch uh, sports car racing. So that doesn't interest anybody listening. So anyway, we'll move on. Uh, oh, and I think I have a questions time, Nick. Oh, good. So I just I it just came to me as we're talking about. Let's this go stuff. straight to it then. Okay, we're gonna go straight to the question times. The questions times. What is a movie series that they made a sequel and it made you mad? I, every time they try and make a sequel to a Christmas story, that makes me mad. Uh, it's not going to happen. We're not going to accept your little Christmas story sequel. It's a perfect 
thing. It's just a perfect one thing. It's a guy reminiscing about his favorite childhood Christmas. It's not a franchise. It's not a cinematic universe. It's just a movie about a kid who had a good Christmas in the 30s. It's over, Rock. Yeah, stop trying to make sequels. I'm going to say Jurassic Park. That's a strong, yeah, a strong second for me. Yeah, I'm always disappointed. The only one that didn't disappoint me was Jurassic Park 3 because Joe Johnson made it and it was like an hour and a half and it was a romp and uh, who cares. Also, the the Velociraptor goes, Dr. Or what does it go? It goes, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, but like, uh, I'm just always disappointed. Yeah. You know, it's never, nothing's ever going to live up to uh, the first one. I was thinking the other day, um, about like what cinematic experiences like in the theater have been the most powerful. And I have three. Okay. Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Independence Day, and uh, Endgame. Yeah. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. When, when uh, Cap lifts up Mjolnir in Endgame, I had literal oh chills in my body. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was like a spiritual experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, you sure. know? so uh, what we, okay. So we, so we both answered. Yep. Um, but you folks out there in TV land, uh, what sequel made you mad? Would that even, that they even made it? Let's hear them. Let us know. All right, let's talk about some uh, new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, so this has been going around. Unfortunately, it looks like it's started by We Got This Covered esque website big freaking robot yeah Uh, but apparently christian ritter is coming back for jessica jones series uh this is all i know the source of this the source of all of this is from her working out wearing a daredevil t-shirt and then she winks at the camera and this recently happened uh so i think a lot of people are just trying to manifest this by writing Uh, articles about it yeah I know Jess would be happy, though. She has a small Jessica Jones shrine over at her <laughs> desk over here. I, I think... So, I like the character Jessica Jones, but I it was probably my least favorite. I mean, obviously, Iron Fist was my least favorite, but it was probably my second least... It was my second least favorite of all the Netflix stuff, and I just thought it had a lot more potential. So, if they were to do it, I, I feel like Disney could do... Has a lot of room for improvement. That's what I think. I think season one of the Netflix Jessica Jones is the best single season of any of the Netflix things. But that really? the, the second and third ones are boring. Um, they made a third season? I think so. Or maybe not. I, I think they only made a second yeah, season. Yeah, the second season. Maybe I'm just running them together with the Defenders. Oh, Defenders, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I think the first season is the best. Um, but also, like, everyone thought season three of Daredevil was really good, but I it made me angry because of how bad Bullseye was depicted. Uh, so I, I have weird opinions for those. I, but yeah, I, I, uh, Iron Fist is the worst. Because, <laughs> like, when, when me and my, my boy fight, we pick... I, I'm A lot of times I'm Shang-Chi... Or I'm Iron Fist, mm-hmm. just because it's fun to fight him as those characters. Right. And I was like, man, I wish there was a cool Iron Fist that like on screen. Yeah, I mean Jessica Hennick was good in that show, uh, but if so, they could bring back Iron Fist and just have it be Jessica Hennick and completely ignore Danny for the MCU, and I'd be okay with that. Danny. Yeah. 
Um, well, oh, we got to talk about this uh, Justin Roiland stuff. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, so so if you're familiar with Rick and Morty, which I've seen like a episode of because it, it did not uh, grab me. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin Roiland does, he's the co-creator of the show, I believe. Yep, him and Dan Harmon. That's right. And so he does, a, he does like 30 voices on the show or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently this guy is a real creeper. Real, not, and, and creeper is a light term. This guy's uh, like a domestic abuser. Yeah, okay. he's on trial for felony charges of domestic abuse. Yeah. And he apparently he wasn't even a, a welcome in the writer's room and was like recording voices from his house towards the end. Um, and so I, I want to say this. His uh, attorney came out uh, and said, like, he's completely innocent and we look forward to his name being cleared and all this kind of stuff. I was like, dude, this kind of stuff doesn't get said about people who aren't shady. Yeah, no, like, no one has ever said this about, like, Tom Hanks. Yeah, right. We don't have to say a bunch of examples because there's, like, a million examples, right? Uh-huh. Problematic people, this kind of stuff follows Ellie them. Gertz posted screenshots of DMs he sent her and now I believe everything about him. Yeah. So really, uh, a little bit of I guess justice finally because this mm-hmm. uh, this guy and there's plenty of people that can do the voices. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like, you could. Re- there's like a million people that can do the voices. He has like two voices. <laughs> he's got the oh. the lemon grab voice and he's got the deeper voice. That's just like a yeah. deeper lemon grab voice. Yeah. So uh, bye, Felicia. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, this doesn't really affect me at all because I don't. I wasn't going to watch Koala Man, or I wasn't going to watch Rick and Morty. So, right. Uh, we have some cancellations, though. Um, HBO has canceled Titans and Doom Patrol. So I I never saw Titans, but I love Doom Patrol. Although I do feel like they were kind of running out of ideas here in season four, which I'm currently watching. Um, so I guess this is okay. Uh, James Gunn came and said he's like, he's like because people were getting mad at him, and he's like this was canceled before us like before we took over he yeah. goes so not my fault didn't do this one and, and i i just i side with james gunn on all fronts here so i was prepared to be like well if james gunn thinks to end it that's fine but he didn't do it someone else did and it's, it's probably fine i usually think four <laughs> seasons is the right or five seasons is the right, right. amount of seasons yeah uh, five seasons initiative yeah hashtag five seasons initiative Four is okay in in this situation. I love I do love Doom Patrol. Titans. I remember we. I remember you and me seeing like a trailer for the first season of Titans, and it was so over dramatic, and they dropped the f bomb. I think in the trailer, and it was uh-huh. just like, what? What is this? This is the dumbest. <laughs> this it, looks terrible. It was cringy. I felt secondhand embarrassment watching it. That's exactly how yeah. I felt. Yeah. So I definitely don't care about that. Yeah. No, um, me neither. But, we're, we're this is the marvelist podcast so yeah that is true all right well that's enough new news um so we have uh do we want to do stump the robot um oh 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 people suggested stuff? yeah we have three <gasps> suggestions oh awesome yeah. okay let me get it let me get it open yeah. um kevin's kevin's point. first one is a tr- is he's trying to trap the robot so we'll see if it can figure it out or which which one it chooses. <laughs> he set a trap. Yeah, because he, he put a description that can describe two movies that came out at the same time. Uh, so he kept it vague enough that it describes both of them. Kevin said, What's that movie where a bunch of insects are in trouble and the princess has to go on a journey with a worker to save the colony? 
So this obviously is either the Pixar movie A Bug's Life or the DreamWorks movie Ants with a Z. <laughs> it describes both of them. Although I guess the princess isn't as involved in A Bug's Life as in Ants with a Z. So we'll see what ChatGPT says. So ChatGPT gave a very short answer. It was very sure about this. It didn't, it didn't expound on it or anything. It just says A Bug's Life, 1998. Okay, so it shows that over DreamWorks, even though, in my opinion, this better describes ants than a bug's life. Uh, did did he give the did he give us the answer? Like, did these people give us the answer? Or well, they just... I I the answers from Kevin came to me in the discussion that generated these questions, and then I know Jay's because Jay's is another trick. <laughs> so Kevin's second question is, "What's that movie where the great American hero guy steals two cars by faking sick?" Now, uh. If anyone isn't familiar with this, the uh, they made a Captain America movie in the 80s with the guy from Space Mutiny, uh, the classic big McLarge, huge slab bulkhead, uh, smoke man muscle. That guy played Captain America in this really, really bad movie. And that's what Kevin's trying to guess it. So can, okay. can ChatGPT guess that one? <laughs> so ChatGPT, again, very short answer. It said Smokey and the Bandit, 1977. Uh, you got it, Kevin. You tricked it. Not quite, but, you know, I'm actually happier with it that it couldn't guess uh, about that. <laughs> so, and Jay is doing another trick here. So I'll tell you this after. I want to see the answer first, then I'll tell you the trick. So okay. uh, Jay says, what is that movie that has a yellow 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88? Chat GPT says, The Love Bug, 1968. Okay, so that is incorrect. <laughs> the, the, uh... The movie that has a yellow 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 is literally every Sam Raimi movie ever made. Uh, He's got that car in every single one of his movies. It's Ash's car in Evil Dead. Um, It gets, like, smashed by Gargantos at the beginning of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's in Drag Me to Hell. It's in uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, all of them. It's every single Sam Raimi movie because that was his favorite car. Am I going to have to go back and watch these movies and look for this car? I'm, I'm sure you can find on YouTube uh, like a oh. compilation of it. But okay. It's yeah. Yeah, literally every Sam Raimi movie. Uh, I think Jay, I don't know, because he didn't put the answer, so I don't know if he knew that I would know this, but I did know it. And I know more than the AI, I guess. So congratulations, you guys. You have all stumped the robot. So the robot got one out of three of these. Well done, stumping the robot. And uh, that brings us to the new new. New new new. New new trailers, folks. We have an Adele Dazine. The wickedly talented Adele Dazine. Very wickedly talented. It's it's a uh, it's a it's chock full. Lots to talk about here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so let's just go right into it. Into a good one, a real good one. The Mandalorian season three. Yep. So Mando is coming back in March. He's got his pal Grogu with him. Uh, if you don't know why, you should probably watch Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I I saw some great memes about that, <laughs> where it was like uh, the the infamous uh, somehow Palpatine returned line, where people were making memes that was like people who haven't watched Book of Boba Fett, and it's like somehow Grogu has returned. <laughs> uh, lots of Mandalorians. Looks like they're going to Mandalore. Uh, he's got a He's got to purify himself in the waters beneath Mandalore in the mines or whatever. 
um, excited to see that. Is uh, I thought Mandalore was fried. Like I thought it is fried, can't... and it's it's physically still there, but it's poisonous and destroyed. Okay, but but he's got to go. He's got to go, go find the living waters beneath old Mandalore or whatever. Okay, it's like there's a song about old Mandalore. Yeah, it was fried by the in the purge, which is explored in season seven of the Clone Wars. Bury my bones in the old Mandalore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Nick reference. Yep, that's a deep cut reference. <laughs> Only a few will get it. Yep, Missy mostly. Missy mostly. Uh, so we're very excited about Mandalorian season three. Can't yep. wait. Um, then we have a tra- a treasure. We got a, tra- a treasure. <laughs> we got a treasure and a trailer. A trailer for Damsel. Okay. The plot of this is after first being locked in a tower and then hidden deep in the forest to prevent a prince from rescuing her, long-haired Rapunzel vows to get revenge. And if if that sounds familiar, uh, this is a Millie Bobby Brown Netflix movie where a, a princess is like a warrior. Uh, and if that sounds familiar, it's because Joey King made this movie uh, earlier in the year, like six months ago, <laughs> like legit. <laughs> we talked about the trailer to The Princess by Joey King, and there's literally a shot of a cylindrical tower and people like a girl the girl knocking a dude off of it to the you know to the other side of the tower falling and falling with him it's like shot for shot the same yeah this is very much a deep impact armageddon situation (laughs) (laughs) only with a vastly more specific premise yeah uh let me let me let me let me tell you how similar this looked that I thought that this was a fan cut trailer for Damsel. That they they found the footage that they had released on a teaser and spliced it together with the princess. And I was like, I, I don't know what reality is. That's how similar these are. Do you think Joey King like sitting in her house, like maybe she opens up a streaming app and an ad comes on for this, and she's just like, what? <laughs> I would like to see her reaction seeing this. Yeah, so it would be it's it's basically that meme of uh, of uh, uh, Howard Hughes. What what's his name? Um, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Di- DiCaprio. Dica- yeah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Point oh yeah, TV. from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Uh, so yeah, so this um, there's a couple of sword shots that are pretty cool, but I don't know. I'm not a big Millie Bobby Brown fan. Like I I don't really know. No, I don't, I don't know. Uh, she's like I don't know, just eleven. Yeah, she's just like I feel like um, th- this could probably have been cast better, like a-, a different girl of her age doing this maybe. Yeah, she's just I don't know, she's just working yeah. for Netflix, I guess. Uh, yeah, seriously, I, look, make that money, stack that paper, that's yeah. fine, but uh, not for me. Yeah. Uh, but then we then we have a trailer for Shrinking, and this is something that old Nick's excited about. Yeah, this is my my most anticipated one on here. Uh, the plot of this is a grieving therapist starts to tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training and ethics, he finds himself making huge changes to people's lives, including his own. This is a show created by Bill Lawrence, who is the best show creator. He created Scrubs, uh, Spin City, uh, Cougar Town, uh, which was supposed to be called Sunshine State, but the studio made them call it Cougar Town, and they made fun of it the whole entire run of the show, which is one of my favorite jokes in any show. And the... Uh, most recent uh ted lasso and it was co-created by brett gold goldstein who's roy kent on ted lasso and 
is now Hercules in the MCU. And uh, stars Jason Segel, who I love, and uh, who Jess's sister is convinced I'm slowly turning into. And uh, Harrison Ford, which is weird and fun. So I learned that Ted Lasso... Uh, and you, I guess it was you that was saying it that that uh, it was written because of the relationship that Jason Sudeikis had with. Uh... Yeah, so uh, they wanted to make the show, and then the reason that they they made Ted get the divorce the way he did was because it exactly mirrored Jason Sudeikis's actual life. So, like he, because Olivia Wilde divorced him, and he didn't understand why, and like uh, he wanted to write that into the show so he could maybe like understand her perspective by by writing uh from from the wife's side and ted lasso and stuff like that and i just it's so good that show is so good and uh the way they deal with everything and it's like everything the point of ted lasso is is like kindness wins which is such a rare thing and it's so good and just bill lawrence just all his stuff has been so good just love him so much um, so this, so you're gonna watch this show where Jason Siegel gets attacked by sprinklers constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Jason Siegel. Uh Harrison Ford, obviously, everyone loves Harrison Ford. Um, Krista Miller's in this, who's uh, Bill Lawrence's wife. Uh, she was Jordan on Scrubs. She's in oh. all of his shows except for Ted Lasso. She's not been in Ted Lasso. Hmm. Maybe she didn't want to go to Britain. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. She did like the food. I don't want that that ruddy food. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, the Scottish food was good. Haggis. Yep, haggis. Haggis for the life. Haggis. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for shrinking. Uh, I think it starts literally tonight, so you'll hear about it That's next right. next week on what I watched because I I'm right, going right. to become obsessed with this show, like I okay. have with every single Bill Lawrence show. And it's not it's not you're not gonna be able to binge it. You gotta wait week to week. Yep. Well, I like yeah. that for things. Like I like to have something to look forward to. Yeah, the importance of something to look forward to in humans, that's um, part of being uh, sentient, isn't it? Yeah, I forgot to mention, I'm, I've been, season two of The Bad Batch started, so I've been watching that. So it's nice to like look forward to Wednesday because you get like a half an hour of Star Wars. Cool, cool. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Hello Tomorrow. This, the plot of this is follows a group of traveling salesmen hawking lunar timeshares and... Uh, this is an, another Apple TV show starring Billy Crudup, and uh, it looks pretty good. It's got, like, Fallout vibes. It does have Fallout vibes. The aesthetic is 1950s, but more futuristic or more more technology. Retro-futurism. Retro, that's, well, that's it. Uh, so I, w- I may watch this just for the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, to me, the plot is not all that interesting. I don't really care. But the aesthetic is enough to draw me in. Also, you get to listen to Billy Crudup talk, and he's got an excellent voice. Get to listen to old Billy Crudup. Yep. So, hello tomorrow. This is Apple TV Plus, you said? Yep. Okay, well, I'll get to see it then. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one. Cool, cool. Uh, Then we have a trailer for Bel Air Season 2. Okay, so this is the uh, 30 (laughs) Rock-esque peacock reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> uh, so I haven't watched the first season. Yeah, I still neither. can't believe it's real. Uh, yeah. I I only put this on because it makes me laugh to talk about it. <laughs> Is there anything more Thirty Rock? 
it, this is it's very Thirty Rock. It is very, and it takes itself very seriously. It's so funny. There's no, this is almost this is funnier than Riverdale. Yeah, and I and it's like they even the trailer had they, they it had so much weight to it, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it's probably. You like you probably feel the weight more if you saw season one and like you know these characters and stuff. But it's like we we don't even care about this. So <laughs> so it so it just comes across as like really over dramatic. I really and serious. Really do want to know though if if uh, the Uncle Phil in this ever throws jazz out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Great show, but like this is such a Thirty Rock thing. It's the most Thirty Rock thing I can think of. Agreed. On a very special werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still haven't watched uh, Werewolf by Night. Oh, dude, it's you gotta watch Werewolf by Night. I gotta, I, it's only I gotta like watch. fifty minutes long. I know it's not even an investment, man. Yeah, watch it. It's, it's I think uh, for Marvel things of twenty twenty two, Werewolf by Night and Guardians Holiday Special, and She Hulk and Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel like. The Disney Plus stuff was better than the movies. Mm. Did I mention I watched? I've been watching Halo. Oh, you forgot to mention that, yeah. Yeah, um, it's weird. We're doing what we don't watch right here in the middle of the trailer. <laughs> in the middle of the trailers, um, there there are some choices in that show. Uh, I think actually my main problem with the show is some of the special effects. Oh yeah, some of them are. A lot of it is jumping based. The bad ones. That it's exact, dude. Absolutely. When he jumps on top of that thing in episode one, I was like, Ugh, he like you're, you're, like suctions to it like too fast. It's not good. Yeah, it looks like Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, guy rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, but a lot of the other special effects are great. Yeah, some of the creature effects are really good for the Covenant. Yeah, uh, and I, don't, I don't like the actress they chose for the the girl with the Covenant. Oh yeah, no, no, that she, whole thing was like, stupid. And also the girl that, yeah. like. He has to protect that whole. A lot of it wasn't great, but there was a there was enough decent sci-fi that we watched the whole season. Yeah, but and that's why I like. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. I just don't think it's maybe written all that well. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And because and, and I should say this, I watched the first episode of Last of Us and was like blown away, and and like directly afterwards, I watched the first oh, episode no. of Halo. <laughs> It's like, oh, these are not the same. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, oh, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. Yes. Oh, we got we have a trailer uh, for something called Polite Society. The plot of this is Rhea Khan believes that she must save her older sister Lena from her impending marriage. After enlisting her friend's help, she attempts to pull off the most ambitious of all wedding heists in the name of independence and sisterhood. So she wants to like be a stunt woman and uh, she's like messing around trying to save her sister and this just looks so good. Uh, it looks so good. It looks like she's like doing like Bollywood stunts-esque. Yeah, it's like a stuff. stunt showcase. Yeah, for sure. And it looks funny and it looks good and I can't wait to yeah. see this. Like this came out of left field. I, I'd never heard of this. Oh no, yeah. And it's it's uh, pa- Pakistani girls, right? Yeah, for the sure. Pakistani family? Yep. Uh, they're like doing like flips and kung fu and like traditional Pakistani dresses and stuff. It's pretty rad. Yep. Uh, I noticed that uh, uh, Kamala's aunt from uh, Ms. Marvel, the one that was in the uh, clandestines, was in it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
she's been playing a lot of villains mm-hmm, for sure yeah uh so yeah so this is um what is this coming out on uh april 28th uh theatrical release oh okay i don't want to miss this i, I want this to actually come out this one will come out this is focus features okay uh, yeah they actually yeah. released their stuff okay well, we'll be on the lookout. I'm going to have to – maybe a, a trailer will come out uh, close to the release date so we don't forget about it. Yeah, I want to I want to see this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for The Doom That Came to Gotham. Yeah, this is an animated Batman special. Uh, and the reason that this uh, drew my interest is that The Doom That Came to Gotham is, is a Batman graphic novel that was written by Mike Mignola, who is the creator of Hellboy. And the plot of this is an ancient evil awakens and only Bruce Wayne can save 1920s Gotham City. So this is like a H.P. Lovecraft uh, Batman noir story and uh, in the kind of style of a Hellboy comic. So Yeah, a lot of a cult, a cool. lot of monsters coming out of portals and stuff. Yep, and 1920s Magic. aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Pretty cool, yeah. I like the premise a lot. Um, and he and his costume in this looks similar to Desert Batman costume. Yep, Jess just read this comic the other day too. So, oh, is it is it regarded as like a real good one? Yeah, well, Mike Mignola wrote it, and everything I've ever read by him has been good. Okay, so I didn't read cool. it; Jess read it, uh, but I believe that mm-hmm. it's good. I believe that too. Uh, so that is coming directly to the Blu-rays. Yep. All right, so then we have a trailer for... Oh, we have a second trailer for 65. Yeah, so this is the one where uh, an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. And uh, this stars Adam Driver as, like, the first human on Earth. And it's 65 million years ago, and there's dinosaurs. Under-feathered dinosaurs, but... (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and no penguin, you know blubber dinosaurs yeah yeah it's it's a it's a theory that's gaining ground that the plesiosaur was giant penguin mm-hmm. um so this uh still looks great i i'm i'm still into this me too i and i also still wish it was the dino riders prequel we can pretend it is am i oh okay so i've been playing around with a new ai uh, uh ai art generator called blue willow okay because mid journey which is like the the best one you can only you only get 25 generations and then you have to start paying for it okay but blue willow you don't so i've been playing around with it but it's got me thinking some of the stuff that i've been seeing is like man um i think ai is going to be able to make movies for us and like write them in everything and then you know animate them into where it looks like real people and stuff we will be able to tell an AI to make us a Dino Riders movie and just feed it the movie 65 and it will give us Dino Riders. I want a real one made by humans. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that's ever going to get made. I don't know, man. I feel like eventually someone will do something with these couple 80s things that i want and it's dino riders and inhumanoids someone has to do it like and super seven has to like eventually remake these action figures too because super seven makes all of the old stuff they gotta get around to it i can't believe they haven't made a mask movie i know matt tracker where are you where are you my buddy uh my buddy rob 
uh, wants to do mask costumes. I've never seen mask. I didn't have any of the figures or anything, so I, I'm not like into it. But if they made a mask movie and, I, and it was good and I liked it, I'd be like, oh yeah, let's do it, man. Let's make some costumes. I like mask. Uh, I'm a, I'm not like I wasn't a huge mask guy, but I had a few of the figures. I mean, I had all. I, I used to just go to flea markets and buy like bags of old toys. So I've I've had like a smattering of everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I like all that stuff. All that stuff. Well, 65 looks good, so we'll see that. Yep. Uh, then we have a trailer for We Have a Ghost. Finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home turns Kevin's family into overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest investigate the mystery of Ernest's past, they become the target of the CIA. CIA. So this stars David Harbour as like a ghost from like the recent past, which you never see ghosts in the recent past. There are like Victorian little girls, you know? Um, and the greatest draw of this movie was that Jennifer Coolidge plays like a phony baloney medium. And I can't think of anything funnier than that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am willing to bet she is the best part of the movie. Oh, for sure. Like I was watching it and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the movie right there. Jennifer Coolidge is this medium. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause what's his name? Don't even speak. Harbor David Harbor didn't even speak. No, he's but he is the ghost. Yeah, he's he the ghost, good. and I believe that this is coming out on Netflix on February twenty fourth. Okay. Uh, I probably won't watch this, but maybe no, I'll just watch I, the Jennifer yeah, Coolidge scenes yeah. or something. I I just I feel like Jennifer Coolidge is great, and but yeah. I don't really I don't have I don't even have Netflix. Uh, I wish I didn't have Netflix, but here we are. Aaron won't get rid of it, so. <laughs> All right, so then we have a trailer for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. The film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero ego, Shazam. Uh, Shazam. Yeah. I never saw the first one because I don't like Zachary Levi because my friend worked on a movie with him and told me about all the hissy fits he would throw in between takes, and now that's all I can think of when I see him. So, yeah. No thanks. You know, I I couldn't watch this trailer without thinking about him being kind of a, of a jerk store. Yeah. So, uh, I I don't like that. Well, I, I, Helen Mirren's in this and Lucy Liu. Yeah. And I feel like we both said this before the podcast. We feel like this is below them. Yeah. Uh, Helen Mirren especially. Mm-hmm. She's got money. Yeah. She didn't she have, to do, have this. to do this. Uh, she should be in a Marvel thing. You know. Something worth her station. And no one can pretend... You know how like all those old guys always pretend that comic book movies are beneath them? I'm sorry, fellas, but Robert Redford was in Captain America Winter Soldier. And you think you're better than Robert Redford? Come on. No. 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 He was Jeremiah Johnson. One of the greatest movies of all time. Come on. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones was in Captain America. Yeah, come on. Come, come on. on. Oh, we, there's one thing I want to talk about in Shazam 2. Okay. Uh, it's a, I want to talk about physics. Okay. okay? Obviously, we, we bend the rules when it comes to physics in superhero movies. You know, we suspend our disbelief. Yep. But there's a scene where the girl gets, she loses her powers while she's flying, and she's like in a regular clothes, and she starts to fall, free fall. Yep. And she falls long enough where she probably hits close to terminal velocity, if not terminal velocity. Zachary Levi is flying up to her and catches her and flies up continues up and then continues up she would be bits 
She would be a meat paste goo. all over Zachary Levi. A goo. <laughs> goo. She would be goo all over Zachary Levi because of God's because of physics, you know, inertia and all that. Yep. So I like most of you know, when you see legitimate superheroes, they fly down with the person and then catch them at like at the same speed and then slow down yep. uh, gradually. Okay. And that's that's how you could realistically do this. But I mean, he's flying up towards her. It'd be like her hitting concrete Pretty at much. terminal velocity. If this was the boys, she would have exploded. Oh, absolutely. So I just want to just want to point that out that that's in the trailer, and it just took me right out. Took me right out. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks, Shazam. Why don't you go through a hissy fit uh, in the middle of takes about them not being able to attach a blood pack fast enough? That's weak sauce, man. Take a nap. Yeah, Get a take hobby. A nap. Touch grass. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Poker Face. Poker Face, this is a Ryan Johnson show on Peacock starring Natasha Leone. Charlie has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying. She hits the road with her Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes she can't help but investigate and solve. Uh, this has John Hodgman in, in, in at least one episode he's in. Uh, which makes me have to watch it because I love John Hodgman and he's not in enough things. Hmm. But also, Ryan Johnson mysteries are great. Like, look at Knives Out, look at Brick. Uh, I haven't seen Russian Doll, but I still like Natasha Leone for other things she's done. And everybody else is in this show that exists. It's stacked. Uh, Jamila Jamil, Chloe Sevigny, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Nick Nolte, Ron Perlman, Adrian Brody, uh, Tignataro. Tignataro, uh, Simon Helberg, just like everybody. Everybody's in this. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Brick himself. The Plymouth Barracuda is my favorite muscle car. There you go. From the 70s. Yep. This is probably good. Like, Ryan Johnson mysteries are always good. He has not made a bad one. Hmm. The, I don't know if anybody remembers this. Uh, there was a game that, that uh, was made by Activision in the 90s called Interstate 76. I guarantee Jay remembers it. Jay, uh, I don't, I don't know if you played it or not. Jay, I loved that game, and the main character that you play, Groove Champion, he drives a Plymouth Barracuda, but they didn't buy the rights to any of the vehicles, so they call it a Piranha. <laughs> but it's a Plymouth Barracuda. Watch this be like the one car game thing that he hasn't played. <laughs> Uh, I loved that game. Interstate. I've, I've, to me, to this day, me and my buddy Steve want to do at some point Interstate seventy six costumes, but nobody would get it. They'd be like, "Why are you dressed like you're from somebody?" The 70s? Somebody at Dragon Con would get it. Somebody gets everything at Dragon Con. That's true. That's the, that's, that's true. That's like that's the fun true. of the obscure cosplays to get one person who gets it. Yeah, that is fun. Um, all right, so last trailer we got here, which is the one that I'm most excited about, other than Polite Society, um, is a, a new trailer for Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, uh, we've discussed the plot of this several times at this point, so I don't think I need to reiterate that, but this is another one. This is like a full two-minute, 30-second trailer. Uh, I just, This still looks really fun to me. I recognize some monsters from D&D, like a Displacer Beast I saw. And like a mimic and stuff like that. I don't play D anD D, but like I know I know the creatures. Yeah, I it to me it looks like the special effects have even gotten better over the last couple trailers for this. 
Yeah, it it does it does I thought also look cleaner and like better. Yeah. The, I just really want the tone of this, especially after a lot of these um fantasy shows that are very dark and serious. I I need something that's a little more lighthearted and fun. And uh, Chris Pine trying to cut his the ropes that he's tied up with on stairs. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some sharper stairs somewhere else. Yeah, I, I, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait for this. This looks great. Yeah, I, I think this looks fun. Uh, I bet so. all of the D&D like, hardcore people will hate it, but oh, yeah. I never once cared about like fan reactions from people who can't accept any itera- iterations of things that aren't like their own. Yeah. Iterations yeah. is the wrong word. I meant adaptations. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, that does it for all the new new trailers, folks. Um, so uh, we didn't get new, we didn't get we didn't get no trailer mothers. Uh, so we're skip over that, and Nick will tell you how to get in touch with us, how to get in touch with us if you want to respond to the questions times, or if you want to try to stump the robot. Yeah, if you you can always stump the robot. That option is always available. Uh, if you want to answer the questions, times you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, which is the best way to interact with us. Uh, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. I can't talk today without Rise slurring off. my words. Yes, uh, trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. Uh, I think I'm going to stop reading the Twitter one soon. <laughs> I think that website's <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us at trailer underscore blazers on twitter for new episode releases uh patreon coming soon i i got some ideas for some uh things some rewards uh there will be things like patreon has like a blog kind of thing built in and you can do like a newsletter thing uh where we can do recommendations and stuff like that uh i'm thinking of one where you can recommend classic trailers to us uh, via Patreon, and we will discuss the classic trailers or the retro trailers. Cool. Uh, I'm thinking some video stuff that we want to do, like random videos. Uh, maybe like Ben will do a thing where it's like Ben's bugs, and he goes and finds a bug and tells you about it, and stuff like that. Just random stuff, and uh, and then the top tier. I think I'm gonna steal Hey Riddle Riddle's top tier, and we're gonna once a month we'll review something. And it will be voted on on the Patreon via poll system between like four options, and then we will review the thing that gets selected, uh, something like Desert Strike or stuff like that. So uh, it's coming together. Yeah, we could also do like um, cameo where like Quick Mickey wishes you a happy birthday. Yeah. Or yeah. or he or he does the voicemail for you. Like can you? That can use it as your voicemail. Yep, you can have quick Mickey voice messages sent to you whenever <laughs> you need something like that. So we'll we'll get it. It's coming together. I want to have it maybe by March, um, and then it'll uh, you'll be able to subscribe to the Patreon and get some fun stuff. Uh, so watch for that. Uh, it's mostly set up. I just have to put in the rewards. Gotta have rewards. Yep. Because otherwise, what are you gonna pay us for? <laughs> and if you want to pay us, you can <laughs> quick make it let you know what happens. Yeah, baby. We're just going to tighten those funds. And the keyword there is fun. And what we're going to do with it, uh, we're going to set up one of them YouTube videos where it's like a Rube Goldberg machine, but it's just a bunch of sprinklers. And then we'd hire 
Jason Siegel to fly out, and he has to run a gauntlet of sprinklers. And but it's gonna be internet content. It's it's gonna show up on probably TikTok and YouTube, and we're gonna monetize that, and then we're gonna get more funds, which that's gonna spy. That's gonna snowball, okay? and that's gonna make bigger sprinklers, more sprinklers. Jason Siegel comes out two three times a month, and uh, we become best friends. And he's the best man in my in my fourth wedding with my fourth wife. I've been divorced several times, and uh, we don't need to get into all that, but uh, uh, Sweet Mickey is not at fault, okay? Uh, he plays his alimony. <laughs> don't don't even worry about all that, okay? So anyway, folks, when you got an appointed court date, you need to show up. That's the trip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, uh, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I'm Quick Mickey's third wife. Happy Trailers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ben Moon, and much like Bel Air, I have more weight if you've seen season one of me. <laughs> Happy Trailers. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion. Of the show, we actually have video game content. Can you believe it? We've, this has been really not the one quarter portion for quite some time now. Right, but, yeah. Well, I have been playing video games. There's video game trailers. There's stuff I'm excited about. Um, so let's get into it, Nick. What have you been playing? So I'm still putting off the final mission in Horizon. Cause oh, are you? <laughs> like, I still have to do the final one, but like, I know the the DLC comes out this year, uh, the Horizon Forbidden West DLC, and I don't want a large gap between beating the game and the DLC comes out because I I will forget how to play it and then I will screw up the DLC. So I'm like, can I? extend this where because i gotta go in and play it or i'll forget how to do it so i gotta go in there and just like screw around and then i'll do the end quest and then i hopefully there's enough time where i can do the dlc in a reasonable amount of time close to beating the game i see where your head's at yep uh remember remember when i told you that i could quit anytime i want marvel snap yes what I didn't tell you is I can start back up anytime <laughs> I want. So you've relapsed. <laughs> I have relapsed. And, and I'll tell you why. Like when I'm walking on the treadmill at the gym, I need, I have to have Marvel Snap. Because that's what makes the time go by fast. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, I don't, I don't dread it. Um, so I started playing Marvel Snap again. And I figured out that it's, my performance is based on the, environments that they have they, so like each week they there's 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 environment because there's three places you can play cards they're called like i guess they're called environment locations i think they call them okay and so they they kind of rotate the locations and they affect how the game is played like how you play and so i was not playing in response to those locations which is why i was losing so much so i just switched decks up and kind of adjusted my decks to reflect what locations were anyway who cares? This is such a nerdy conversation. 
Uh, anyway, I've got I, I got good. We have I got, several listeners who are deep into Marvel Snap who are probably <laughs> screaming at their along. phones about something. <laughs> I've got a couple. I've got like you know seven or eight decks that I sort of rotate. Um, and if like one is not doing well, I'll switch decks and then I'll start winning. So I've got I've gotten good again, Scrub. Uh, so I, I'm I'm still playing Marvel Snap. I would like uh, to playing- name uh, five obscure marvel characters and you tell me if you've encountered a card of these characters in this okay yep stilt man nope abigail brand uh mm, no razorback nope uh the fly nope and let me think alan silvermane nope okay i stumped your uh, marvel snap deck you stumped marvel snap uh, Ghost of Tsushima continues to be so good. Yeah, I love that there's these legendary moves that like it makes people scared when you do them. Oh, that's so satisfying. <laughs> so cool because it's like because le- it's like a mythical. It's like like when you hear an old Japanese legend. Yep. But you're the you're the guy doing them. So good. Yeah. That's top it's, five game of all time. Oh, it's so good. And then I've still been playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, just kind of slowly going you know going through that. Yeah. All that good. So a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. All right. I don't know if there's any industry news that I can think of that I've. I'm trying to think of like headlines that I've seen. There was something Jay sent me about a. They had to do uh, some sort of update to the a controller. Uh, otherwise, it was going to like brick all of these controllers. Ah, uh, yes. He's talking about the Stadia controller. So yeah. uh, you know, Stadia is it, it. It has ended. Its its watch has ended. Uh, but in in one last hurrah. Google's like, hey, we're going to support the uh, like Bluetooth capability for the controller, so you can just use it as a Bluetooth controller. And nobody expected them to do that. It was a very nice move. So I actually haven't... I need to look at it. Um, I haven't got the email about it. I thought they are supposed to send out an email. Anyway, I do want to use that because it's a very nice controller, and I do want to use it as a Bluetooth controller. So I will be doing that. Hmm. So that's good to know if you have Stadia. Yeah, that, so that's good. Um, I did see a rumor... I heard a rumor. Starfield, it's a it's a Starfield rumor. Um, the rumor warns that the game is in rough shape. This is said of every Bethesda game. So take it with a grain of salt, I say. I think you're right. I still have a lot of hope for it. Yeah. Um, I still, I'm still going to buy it on day one, tell you that. The narrative will be the same as every other Bethesda release. It comes out, people will say that... The games are or the glitches are unacceptably high and game breaking, and then I'll play it and I won't experience any glitches, which is how every single Bethesda game I've played has been. Because everyone's very yeah. over dramatic in the video game industry community. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, Battlefield 2042, 21, 20, 2042. Uh, you know, it had it had a couple of bugs in there it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be um but there were some that i was like i can't i can't play until this is fixed right um so i get it uh so i want to so let's talk about these here new new trailers um the first one here i am i will literally buy an xbox series s for this um and it's for forza motorsport eight it's it's the eighth game in the series but forza motorsport eight over 500 cars, um, all new kind of technology for the way light hits cars and paint and all this kind of stuff and like all these customizations that you can do. Uh, I just, I want to play it on my simulator. Um, however, 
the graphics card I have in my gaming PC is does not do ray tracing because it's a it's a 2070 super if anybody cares, and so it doesn't do ray tracing. But I want this game to look like amazing. But if I upgrade my graphics card, that means I also have to upgrade my processor and uh, motherboard. Otherwise, we're going to have a bottleneck, guys, uh, and I just don't want to do that. So it'd be a lot cheaper just to buy a Xbox Series S and uh, the game. Um, however, option number three is my laptop has a 3060 graphics card, which was RTX. It'll do ray tracing. So will that will this laptop run that game how I want it to run? Or should I buy an Xbox Series S? You decide. Tune in at 10, uh, tonight at 10. So write into me and let me know, or write into the show and let me know. We have one of those do. Xboxes. We got it at Target. Yeah. Uh, I did a voiceover, and I will have almost enough money to buy an Xbox Series S with it. Okay. And I may end up buying one. We'll see. The game looks amazing, though. So this first trailer, the first trailer that we have here, it's uh, it's like a director special presentation thing. Anyway, it's worth watching. It's really cool. They talk about the tech. Um, it is cool. really cool. I don't know anything about Forza or cars, really, and I'm bad at racing games, but it's a good trailer. Brendan started following my Starion account on Instagram. Yeah, I know. I sent it to him. He wanted, oh, no. he, we were talking about it, and he, he said he was going to make an initial D costume and take cosplay pictures with your car. Oh, yeah, that's cool, dude. Maybe I should do initial D, too. All right, uh, trailer number two here is, is something called Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising. This is Fantasy Guilty Gear. Okay, yeah, that's that's what this is. Um, the the lyrics to the song that is played on this trailer <laughs> was the most confusing Japinglish yep. uh, thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was. Uh, and as soon as it started up, I was like, "Oh boy, what's this gonna be?" <laughs> you should put a clip of it in there. I will. I definitely will. This game um, is very pretty, uh, but as we know, Nick and I are not good at fighting games. No, we don't even no. we don't even touch them. No, it's, you have to like you have to like dedicate a part of yourself to being good at fighting games, and I just don't have it in me. It's like a musical instrument at this point. You it know? is really yeah. So we're not into it, but I just I put it on here because it is really pretty. Really, I like the way it looks. It does look good, yes. Fantasy Guilty Gear. Fantasy Guilty Gear. Uh, then we have a trailer for GoldenEye 007. Yes, that GoldenEye 007. They are bringing it to the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Game Pass. I just feel like you can't go back home. Like We need to move on from GoldenEye. I know it's classic and great, but that was in the past. It's over now. Uh, we want to we want to relive the glory days, Nick. But it won't feel the same. It won't be the same. I think we need to leave we we need to leave that in the past where where it lived. Nick, I know you're right. I know you're right. But I don't want to believe you're right. <laughs> I don't want to believe it. I I could see the value of playing this on Switch with some people in a room, though. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see if my if my friends get it and they play it, I'll get it too, and I'll spend the thirty. Hopefully, this game's not more than thirty bucks. 
that would be absurd if it was. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Wait, we shall see. Uh, then we have a trailer for uh, Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. This is like a cooperative pirate game. Uh, the art style is really cool uh, in this trailer. It's not a game that I would play, but it's a game that I like the art style of the character design and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of why I put it yeah. here. It's not like something I'd play, but it's it's like a little bit of strategy because you have these cursed pirates that have different like curse powers. Yep. Um, they each can do different things, and so they work as a team to to solve some kind of problem. And yep. they're so that kind of looked kind of cool uh, to me. But yeah, I probably won't play it. A lot of cool helmets in this trailer. Yeah, for sure. I love purple, um, like purple, light, ghosty, smoky powers. It always looks good. Yeah, pink agreed. and pink and purple. Oh, that's the two best colors, baby. Yeah, dude. So um, anyway, this uh, I don't even know what time of game. It's like a, a isometric top-down type. Yeah. View co-op so, type thing. Maybe it's real-time strategy. I don't know. Uh, we don't. We don't know. It was a cinematic trailer. Well, we're dumb dudes, so. Yeah. Uh, then we have a trailer for Steam World Build. Yeah, so this is like SimCity, but kind of steampunky and a little cartoony. Uh, it kind of, the graphics reminded me of the 3D Worms games from Team. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I could. This is the kind of game that I would have been deeply addicted to in like 2004. Yeah. Because uh, I played Worms so much, and I Dude. also played Roller Coaster Tycoon a ton. Uh, so this, I could, I was like, oh, my high school, high school Nick would have gotten this and then just like spent 17 hours playing it like overnight. <laughs> Before Worms, there was a, we played a, a PC game called Battle, what was it called? It was called, I think it was called Battle Tanks. Oh, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was very, a very um, simple game, but even Aaron would play it with me. You know, this is like circa 2004 or five or something like that. Yep. But uh, then I discovered where I was, I was like, oh, this is kind of the same thing. I, I dig it. Um, but I actually really dig SteamWorld stuff. It's it's usually like really good quality and fun. So this is, I mean, it's probably pretty fun. The yeah, SteamWorld it looks build. good. Like this is the thing where it's like, I could if I got this, I would become super addicted to it. Yeah. If you had a lot of time yeah. to play yeah. it. Which, this you know, is one work. of those things where you start playing it at night and like all of a sudden you hear birds and it's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, dude. Yeah. You hear birds. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's true. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Yeah, what is this? I, I was yeah, like, uh-huh. So, <laughs> so Dead Cells is a very popular roguelike type of game. What does that Besides, mean? So... Um, it's the type of game where you do like you play, you start playing, and then you're gonna you're gonna die. Okay. Okay. You, it starts you back at the beginning, but you have powers, abilities, and things that you ended with when you died, and so you keep leveling up that way so you can get further and further into the game. Sounds frustrating. It it does. I'm not a big fan of it, which is probably why I won't end up playing this. But the I love Castlevania and like met that we could, you know, games that are Metroidvania games. Uh-huh. I really like those. Um, so I'm a big Castlevania guy. So I was like, Oh, this is Castlevania. I, my ears perk up. But then I'm like, then I have this conversation. Like I just had with you. It's a rogue. Like I, I probably wouldn't cause you just retread and retread and retread mm-hmm. as opposed to like in Castlevania, you can go anywhere you want in the castle and you can teleport and all this kind of stuff. Okay. So 
Anyway, it, it does look good, I'll say. because yeah, it looks it's, cool. It's got Castlevania aesthetics, Castlevania baddies. Uh, my five-year-old son used the used the term baddie in the car, and I didn't even know he knew that term, and it made me laugh. That's pretty funny. Yeah. He's like in the raspy voice uh, stage where he, you know, he's five, so he's got this like raspy voice. It's so cute and funny. <laughs> uh, I enjoy seeing him pop up on Aaron's Instagram sometimes. Yeah. Aaron and I had a Brendan Fraser moment the other day on Instagram. Oh, did you really? Yeah. She posted something and I about Brendan Fraser's Oscar nomination where she said, if Austin Butler wins for Elvis, I will catapult myself into the sun. And I laughed out loud. Uh, so I had to tell her that I laughed really loud at that. And she said, let me see, because this is really funny. Uh, if y'all don't know Aaron, she's very funny. She said, Nick, this is my personal Super Bowl. <laughs> so Aaron needs Brandon <laughs> Fraser to win that Oscar. And I said, I'm right there with you 100%. They should retroactively give the mummy best picture. So yeah, <laughs> we had a Brandon Fraser moment. A uh, Brendan Fraser day. moment. Maybe that's the name of this podcast. <laughs> the name of this episode, a Brendan Fraser moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Aaron has correct opinions about Brendan Fraser. And also, that was <laughs> extremely funny when she said she would catapult herself into the sun. <laughs> that's an Aaronism for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, last trailer we have, last Vigi game trailer we've got here is actually a showcase. It's the PlayStation Games of 2023. Yeah, from this, I was able to deduce all of the games that I will be playing this year. And that would be the Horizon DLC that's coming out, which I will play. Spider-Man 2, which is my most anticipated game. I just want to put on that Future Foundation Spider-Man suit and fly around pretending I'm in the Fantastic Four. Uh, I was going to say Flip, and I was going to say Thwip, and I couldn't say either one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Spider-Man 2. Uh, Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Obviously going to play that. And then Forspoken, which came out like yesterday. I'm going to get that. And Dead Space Remake, which I think comes out today or is out also. So I got to play these games. Yeah. Uh, Forspoken is getting sort of mixed reviews. Yeah, but I was reading some of the reviews and people were like, there's some cringy dialogue it's like, right. my brother, have you ever played a video game? Like, come on. <laughs> they all have that. Well, they were saying that the voice acting is good, but the writing it was, was, was the cringy part. Yeah, we'll see. It's a video game. I don't expect that much out of it. it I, I want to play it because I like the way that Square feels, like the way that the playing hand, like the movement handles, you know? I hear like, that part's great, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about Square games. I could care less about like some video game plot, some generic fantasy video game plot. Yeah, Need for Speed, the one that made by Ghost Games, um, with real actors in it, and had the, and it had the girl from Game of Thrones. Uh, it was so cringy, but I still had a fun time playing it. Yeah, yeah, like most video games are cringy acting and st- writing. Like, come on, come on, come on. Come on. All right. Well, that's all we got for you this week, folks. Uh, right into us. We already we already done told you how. Okay. Yeah, we, we told you. We done told you. So. For the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and my writing is cringy, but uh, the delivery is pretty good. Did I get? I steal it from you. Stole you? it. Uh, low hanging. <laughs> what, what's yours? Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I, I'm a Worms game from 2005. <laughs> Happy Trailers. <laughs> is that what you are? <laughs> yeah, from Team 17. The Armageddon. It's gonna break! Go-ho! <laughs>